To get your free audio gift, The Three Pillars of Achieving Your Perfect Weight Using the Mind-Body Connection, go to freefitnessaudio.com and enter your first name and email address, and we'll send that to you right away. Welcome, everyone, to Healthy Mind Fit Body Podcast number 36. This is Wes, and I have Kevin on the other line. Hey, Kev. Hey, Wes. How's it going over there? Pretty good up here in Carlsbad, California. You're just down the road in San Diego, eh? Yeah, the big city down here. Yeah, we're uh, getting some pretty good weather today. I was a little bummed this week. We had our June gloom, and it was Mm -hmm. kind of actually pretty cold. But um, it's warmed up today, and the wind's still blowing. Uh, Got some volleyball in this morning. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Got some volleyball in, huh? Yeah, yeah. We actually won a game, which is kind of rare. Nice. Was it like three on three or two on two or what? Uh, Fours. Four on four. Four on four. Yeah, I missed the volleyball in Ocean Beach when I was living by downtown. I used to do that every Saturday. Yeah. It's tough, though, with the wind. It, it really blows the ball around, and it makes it a different game, really. Yeah, yeah. And it depends on how the court's oriented, too, because if you're on the uh, side that is upwind, yeah. you kind of have a little bit of an advantage. <laughs> yeah, totally. With the exception of maybe serving it out a lot of the time. Yeah, that happens, too. Yeah, but I looked at the North County area, and they do have a meetup here. But it's mostly just two by two, three by three competitive stuff. Yeah. Um, and they start at eight in the morning. So it's a little early. It's a little bit early on a weekend, but yeah. I have to check that out sometime. I guess they've got a big tournament going on down in Baja coming up. Yeah. It's supposed to be like the biggest non professional tournament around. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a huge one. I think it's like a big party weekend. Yeah, yeah. Lots of cerveza. Oh yeah. Margaritas. Mm-hmm. And maybe some carne asada, maybe some chicken tacos. Ooh, chicken yeah. tostadas. Like, as far as Mexican food goes, the way I I love it, for one thing, because you've got the salsa, which is all kinds of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants, and so forth. And I just douse it in that. But yeah. you don't have to eat the huge tortillas. You know, I got a burrito the other day that was a beef burrito, and it had, like, green peppers and onions mixed in with the shredded beef. Ooh, yeah. And so I unraveled this tortilla, which is about the size of a manhole cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just used that as a tablecloth, basically. Right. And doused the insides with all kinds of salsa, and it was great. Yeah, I do the same thing, and people look at me like I'm crazy, but it's amazing how much healthier it is when you unravel that tortilla. It's really a good, healthy meal. Yeah, I don't think people realize how many carbs they're actually consuming, because they're thinking, oh, a burrito, you know, that wrapping is good. It's kind of like a sandwich. You got the pieces of bread that keep it all together. Yeah. And you just eat that along with it. It's no big deal, right? But no, it really skews your protein-to-carb ratio. Yeah. And it's like four to five to one sometimes, which is not so healthy. Yeah. So, so we're looking more like a one to one is probably the best. And you can even eat less carbs than that. Sometimes I do the tostadas, which uh, is a flat tortilla. It's crispy. It's kind of like a taco that's not folded, right? Yeah. So they put beans on the very bottom and then all the other goodies on top. And the beans aren't bad. I mean, they have some fiber in them and they don't have a lot of carbs. So uh, I usually do that too tostadas. Yeah, good times. Oh, speaking of food, um, I invented a salad that I wanted to mention. Mm. Yeah, really good. Really good lunch for me. Are you going to patent it? <laughs> I think I should. Yeah, maybe we should call it like the HMFB salad. Or There you go. You know, there's the uh, crustless peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's patented. For oh, that's good right. reason, of course. Oh, of course. <laughs> 
It's ridiculous. So, okay, so you go lettuce. I use the dark green lettuce, Mm -hmm. and uh, I use uh, olive oil and a little balsamic vinegar. Nice. And then I put, so here's the combination. It's ground beef, grass-fed beef, Mm -hmm. guacamole, and the third ingredient is the most important, bacon. Bacon. Nice. So you got ground beef, guacamole, bacon, lettuce, olive oil, and a little balsamic and it is so good. That it's does so sound good. Really tasty. It fills you up, and it's the healthiest thing I think. If you can find that grass-fed beef, which is is interesting. Uh, our friend Trevor, we were talking about how hard it is to find grass-fed beef, and our local store here that we love, Trader Joe's, mm-hmm. usually has pretty good food. I mean, they have uh, really high-quality items in a lot of areas, but it's hard to find their grass-fed beef. They have it once in a while. And anyway, he went there in the morning, and uh, he said he was talking to the manager and. So they don't have grass-fed beef, but they have this like sort of mostly grass-fed beef where they feed the cow grains in the last 30 days before it's slaughtered. Yeah, that would make sense because I remember I actually participated in branding of calves, of steers in uh, Idaho when I was in high school. Huh. And basically all the ranches there, all the cattle are grass-fed. And then, of course, in the winter, they feed them the hay from the alfalfa that they cut and the peas and oats that they cut during the summer that they bale up, you know. So that's all good stuff. And then when the steers become yearlings, they basically ship them off to the slaughterhouse. But I would think, yeah, within maybe a 30-day window, they're feeding them some grains or whatever they're feeding them in the stockyards. So do you know why that is? Is there any reason that they would not just grass feed them the whole way through? Yeah, why they wouldn't switch to hay. Mm. You know, probably some of them do feed them hay in those big uh, feedlots, but I would guess it's probably easier to do it with the... the typical cattle feed with the corn and all that nonsense. Yeah. But anyway, well, the end of the story is uh, I went to Trader Joe's in the afternoon to get some groceries and they actually did have 100% grass-fed beef. Hmm. So I've got a pound of that and uh, good to go. But the, yeah, the grass-fed is good stuff. It's, it's really high in omega-3s mm-hmm. and it's got some other nutrients in it that regular grain-fed beef does not yeah, it's definitely preferable. And yeah. of course, it's not the biggest factor in the equation for the uh, fit body stuff, right. but it does play a role. Right. I was wondering, are you using like for your lettuce, like baby spinach leaves and stuff like that? Or what do you use for the, the greenery? Yeah, I'm doing baby romaine. Baby romaine. Good stuff. Yeah, the green stuff is the best. Lettuce, like typical iceberg lettuce, is pretty ridiculous. It doesn't have many good nutrients in it, and it actually takes more calories to chew it and digest it than it actually contains. Yeah. So it is a net negative there. Yeah, pretty worthless. But uh, speaking of food, we had one article we wanted to breeze through here. Five reasons you are hungry after eating. This is on fitho.in. Fitho. IN, does that stand for Indonesia? I don't know if it's India. I think, it, yeah, maybe well, Indonesia. Maybe India. Yeah, maybe India. But it's in English, so we're... It is in English, thankfully. So they go through these reasons. By the way, they have a picture of a big bowl of oatmeal with some nuts on it and some raisins, it looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a little bit of brown sugar or something. And it says, yeah, it looks like brown sugar. And it says underneath, oatmeal, healthy breakfast. Seemingly healthy breakfast, right? Seemingly healthy. If you take out the oatmeal, that might be starting to get to be healthy there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch the dried fruits because they're really dense with the carbs. Yeah. But uh, they are tasty. I'd do the dried fruit. Like the tart cherries are really good. Oh, yeah. And sometimes the uh, cranberries and, of course, all the mixed berries and so forth. Yeah. But here they have soft drinks as one of the culprits 
flavored sodas, iced teas, and other sweetened beverages are a huge source of high fructose corn syrup, which acts like sugar in promoting fat storage. Research indicates that fructose can trick our brains into craving more food, even when we're full. It works by impeding the body's ability to use leptin, the hormone that tells us when we've had enough to eat. Yeah, supposedly it does make you more hungry if you're drinking that high fructose corn syrup or even just sugar. And it's sort of like the, uh, you know, when you go out to dinner, they encourage you, they want you to, to order your drinks first. And I think that's because it does stimulate your appetite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically empty calories too. Yep. And that stuff is not providing any nutrition. It's just creating more fat storage. The next one is enough breakfast. Did you eat enough breakfast? Um, You know that eating breakfast is essential to being fit. Further research found that those who ate just 300 calories for breakfast gained almost twice as much weight as those who ate 500 calories or more for breakfast. The reason is that eating a big breakfast makes for smaller rises in blood sugar and insulin throughout the day, meaning fewer sudden food cravings. Yeah, I find that to be really true for me. I know some people can skip breakfast and I never can understand that because I wake up hungry most of the time. But I noticed that when I cut back, if I eat a really quick breakfast and I go off and start doing my stuff, somewhere mid-morning, I start losing energy and I'm not thinking straight and it really affects me. And also, like they said, you know, people that are eating bigger breakfasts are actually losing more weight than the ones that are trying to cut back and eat less calories. And then they end up eating more food later in the day, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's because people think that breakfast is a meal that's easy to skip because, you know, everybody's rushing around in the morning and, you know, just trying to throw down whatever they can to eat because they've got so many other obligations. But uh, really, that is a, such an important meal. I don't know if it's the most important meal, but it's definitely super important to get that good breakfast in. It's an interesting hypothesis, though, because I've never really put that to the test as far as blood sugar and insulin throughout the day, because I've noticed my liver will dump glycogen and then thus glucose into my bloodstream in the morning, and I'll require upwards of twice as much insulin for the same amount of carb meal in the morning, Hmm. which uh, is kind of tough because I sometimes have a low in the afternoon, but... I just wonder if I were to eat a smaller breakfast, if that would require more or less insulin later in the day. Yeah. But it seems to be a hypothesis that's not so much on stable ground. But I do think that eating more calories in the morning, make sure that you're having all those nutrients that you need is better than skimping and trying to cut corners that way. Yeah, exactly. So the next one is folate rich green. Mm -hmm. I guess they mean greens. They left off the S, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Most people don't eat enough greens, which are rich in the essential B vitamin, folate, and that helps protect against depression, fatigue, and weight gain. In one study, dieters with the highest levels of folate in their bodies lost up to eight times more weight as those with the lowest levels. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, Leafy greens are also high in vitamin K that helps to regulate insulin and it helps to quash cravings. And they say the best sources of folate are green lettuce, spinach, collard greens, and radicchio. Radicchio. I guess that's the Italian version of radish. Radicchio. (laughs) (laughs) With some salt on the radicchio. Exactly. I like salt on my radishes. Salt is good. Sea salt. I like the sea salt. It says it's a chicory of a variety that has dark red leaves. Hmm. I think you could just go with, I mean, if if it's green, it's probably going to be good for you. But it's actually pronounced radicchio. Radicchio. Okay. And, of course, a chicory is a blue-flowered Mediterranean plant of the daisy family, cultivated for its edible salad leaves and carrot-shaped root. Hmm. So, a little lesson in botany there, folks. Yeah. 
Oh, one thing I wanted to mention as far as this, uh, you know, preventing depression and quashing cravings and so forth. I think that those are more of the psychological things that we've touched on as far as subconscious cravings of foods that are not so good for you. Right. And I think a lot of these sort of supplement people sell these green rich supplements and drinks and all that stuff to promote these ideas that you're going to change your psychology somehow by eating these things. It may have a minor effect, but the real thing is the value judgments on that subconscious level, your thoughts and feelings that you have in relation to these foods that are not so good. And of course, the nutritional misinformation that's out there about what is actually good for you or not good for you. So Right. And the more that you kind of expose yourself to these foods, if they're not familiar, the better they taste. (laughs) Because I think you know, as kids, we grew up like hating a lot of this stuff. And then, Mm -hmm. but when you start to eat it and you do it right, like I always use that example of broccoli. Like if I make just plain broccoli, I still don't really like it. But if I do broccoli with, you know, olive oil and sea salt, you know, or butter or even a little cheese, it's really good. Mm -hmm. So black tea. Black tea is the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I love my black tea. Here's my secret with making black tea taste really good. I do a little bit of cinnamon it's English breakfast tea. They call it English breakfast tea. A little bit of cinnamon and a little bit of coconut milk. It's so good. Coconut milk. Yeah. That's perfect, dude. So according to a study in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition, people who drank one cup of black tea after eating high-carb foods decreased their blood sugar levels by 10% for over two hours after the meal, which means they stayed full longer and had fewer food cravings. Now, I wonder if that applies to just general meals or just high-carb meals. Well, it's interesting the conclusion that they reached here because if you have low blood sugar, you're going to have cravings for sugars. So I just wonder you know, what the range of drop was there, what their levels of sugar were. Um, and of course, eating the high-carb foods is not a good thing. So you shouldn't try to drink black tea <laughs> to counteract your big thing of cotton candy and popcorn or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not such a good idea. Yeah, but it does have good antioxidants. I guess white tea has perhaps the most. Yeah, white and green, I think, are both pretty high in antioxidants. And And I saw a chart with chamomile at the top, too, Mm. of antioxidants. I know that's good to kind of calm you and put you to sleep. Yeah, So probably not a good thing in the morning. but Yeah, but is that uh, a reason why you're hungry after eating, that you didn't drink black tea? (laughs) Yeah, we should all be drinking black tea. I think they're stretching it there, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still a good thing. I love my black tea and and sometimes green. And the last one is confusing your hunger with thirst or thirst with hunger. It says lack of water often mimics the feeling of hunger. If you just eaten and still feel hungry, drink a glass of water and wait 10 to 15 minutes before eating more and see if your desires don't diminish. In most cases, you'll move on from your cravings. And so don't be dehydrated. That's kind of a message there. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. And it turns out you can drink your water before, after, during the meal. It doesn't really matter. Your body will compensate. Your stomach acids and so forth will keep the concentration levels on an even keel. So it's just a matter of being hydrated and making sure if you're sweating a lot during the day and losing electrolytes, you need to get those replenished too. Yep. So that's all good stuff. Good stuff. So we had a couple emails, right? We wanted to go through those? Yeah, a couple of questions came in the last few days. And um, we had a question come in here from Abby mm-hmm. from St. Louis, Missouri. And she says, Hi, Kevin and Wes. I've recently started listening to your podcast and have been learning a lot and enjoying them immensely. I know you guys are big advocates for the high-fat, low-carbohydrate method of eating. 
but what are your opinions on grains and breads that are 100% whole wheat or very nutritious and fibrous? Mm -hmm. This question was just triggered by your podcast on breakfast. For example, products such as steel-cut organic oats, sprouted bread that is high in fiber, 100% whole wheat bread without additives, cereals without sugars like bran or fiber one. I try to keep my carbohydrate intake under 120 grams a day, but I usually have steel-cut oats with ground flax and fresh berries for breakfast, and I find it to keep me fuller longer than a high-fat breakfast. Just thought I would see what your thoughts are. Keep up the great work, Abby. Nice. I frankly like my oats cut with a samurai sword, <laughs> as far as steel goes. No, but seriously, what did you end up putting for an answer her? Because we both responded to her. Yeah, I responded to her. I said, uh, just to shorten this, I said, there are a lot of problems with whole grains that will apply to everything that you've mentioned, even the sprouted bread. And, and I myself uh, used to be really into that, all the sprouted and high fiber bread and stuff like that. So It seems healthy, right? Yeah, it does seem like it'd be healthy. And it is better than the straight white bread, but it's just, yeah. what are your optimal choices here? So I said, they can impair the absorption of minerals and cause inflammation. Grains are also known to cause a wide range of health problems, including suppression of the immune system, allergies, digestive disorders. So the best bet would be to keep grains to a minimum in your diet. You don't really need them, and it would be better to replace the grains with more whole foods like fruits, vegetables, nuts, and high-quality protein. So, and I did a blog post on a couple ideas for healthy breakfasts that don't involve grains. Mm -hmm. So, I have a link to that. We can link to it again in the show notes. You betcha. So, I thank Abby for her fine comment and questions. And I said, I pretty much agree with Kevin's assessment here. As depressing as that may sound, I myself used to love grape nuts in the morning and sometimes frosted mini wheats or just plain oatmeal with berries mixed in. After all, it's claimed to be, quote, heart healthy, right? While I still buy whole wheat bread on occasion, to be smothered in butter, of course, I do try to minimize eating grains across the board for all the reasons that Kevin mentioned and all the reasons that the paleo dieters catalog too. Humans just are not made to process that type of food on a daily basis. Contrary to what we've been told and what's foisted on us practically everywhere, food is being sold these days. Remember that the more you switch your body to burning fat for energy rather than carbs, the easier it will be to lose extra body fat and maintain your ideal weight. 120 grams per day of carbs is pretty good, but you may find better results dropping below 100. If you're already having good results, then just try to forego the grains gradually and come up with tasty fats to substitute. For instance, this morning I had a big bowl of blueberries with some almond butter and a glass of vanilla whey protein powder. Very tasty and filling. So fat is inherently satiating, and uh, I just kind of wonder what sort of fatty food breakfast that she had that she didn't find to be making her feel full. Yeah, and you can replace the oats with like more blueberries or something else that has fiber in it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, fiber is definitely filling, so that could be the issue. You're just kind of replacing or exchanging the stuff that's not so good for you with some better things. By the way, Wes, how do you mix the blueberries with the almond butter? I've tried like to mix almond butter and things and it's hard to, you know, it kind of like sticks to the bowl and It does, yes. And that's <laughs> the thing about these butters, they do stick. And yeah. actually blueberries stick quite well to them. So I do this sort of um I guess you could call it unrefined perhaps uncivilized method of <laughs> taking a spoonful and then just dipping it in the blueberries and they stick to it. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, like the uh, chimpanzees will stick a stick in a termite mound and bring out the termites and they <laughs> yeah. just put their mouth on the stick and, you know, thread it through. <laughs> it's the same sort of method, basically. I stole it from chimpanzees. Cool. So that's usually how I do it. 
It's good. That's paleo. That's paleo, exactly. Uh, I usually don't wear my loincloth when I do that, though. Yeah. But I suppose I could. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one way. And the other um, email we got is from Owen, and he wrote, Just got 28 episodes of your podcast on my iPhone. Great stuff. I have only heard the first one and have two questions that came to mind. Either hopefully you can answer in a podcast or email. I'm overweight, but trying to lose weight, especially around my belly. And uh, last week we did the one about belly fat, didn't we? Yep. The belly fat cure. I'm not big on gyms and prefer to do exercise at home. I like to know what is the best buy, an exercise bike, a rowing machine, or a treadmill. I just can't make up my mind as to what's the best to buy. And I responded with, Hi Owen, thanks for dropping by. Sounds like you're geared up to see some great results in your future. As you listen to those show episodes, you'll discover that Kevin and I are not really fans of the, quote, exercise your way to weight loss club. It pretty much doesn't work. I know, I know, you really wanted to spend endless hours on the dead mill. But rest assured that there is a better way. It already sounds like you're really motivated to achieve your health and fitness goals, and that's a big part of the Healthy Mind Fit Body equation. Make sure to get our bonus audio about that at freefitnessaudio.com. And you'll notice that we mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast. That is the bonus audio we have that is free to download, and you can basically get an understanding of the three pillars to achieving your perfect weight. Proper nutritional information is really where the fat burning happens, for sure, and that entails rethinking what foods are actually good to consume in larger quantities. Carbs, no. Fats, yes. While getting adequate protein, too. I would recommend working your muscles via resistance training, which will strengthen you and aid in fat burning too. So instead of buying some sort of cardio machine, you can walk, hike, or run sprints instead, perhaps look into a Bowflex machine on Craigslist. I bought one for my parents a few years ago for a few hundred bucks, and I found it a pretty good way to keep my strength tuned up when I visit them. Unfortunately, they seem to have lost their motivation to use it. Yeah, I have to brush the dust off after <laughs> I, when I go up there to use it. Yeah, I have found that most people that buy equipment for like home exercise equipment, it turns into just a, something to hang clothes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah clothes hanger. Clothes hanger, Isn't yeah. It, interesting. I never see people that are actually using it on a regular basis. So, And weren't we talking about that one? Was it Sterling, that, our friend that was saying that uh, this one wasn't selling well until they changed the design so it actually could <laughs> hang, you could hang a shirt on it or something? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The design was why it wasn't selling. It's all about the design. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the home equipment, I'm not a big fan. I mean, maybe there are people that can just religiously go and, and get their workout, a great workout in at home. Mm-hmm. But for me, I like I need to go somewhere, you know, get out of the house and do it and make it a separate thing. Make it an experience. Yeah, exactly. And that's where, you know, like my workouts are going to be things that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I don't really do things anymore that I don't enjoy. I'm not going to force myself to go out and run 10 miles if I don't want to. I think it's it's important to really enjoy what you're doing exercise-wise and and also to, you know, make sure you're doing that resistance training so that you're not just doing the cardio. Absolutely. Good thoughts. So thanks, Owen, for that, and hopefully that'll help you out. Yeah, thanks, Owen. And I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, if you like this podcast, go to our iTunes listing and give us a review and a rating, and that would help us immensely. Yeah, get the show out there to more eager listeners. Yeah. Do we have any other announcements or anything coming up? I think we have an interview coming up next week, right? Yeah, we have an interview next week. That's with... Dr. James Carlson. Dr. Jim, yeah. Yeah, he definitely takes the medical doctor community to task about their lack of nutritional information. And he's spot on. I'm going through the book right now, and it's uh, 
really well done. So look forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be great. I think you'll be doing a solo interview, but I'll jump on board like I did last time and uh, we'll go through uh, kind of a debriefing of it. Nice. Cool. Cool. So thanks for listening, everyone. And if you want to know more about Healthy Mind Fit Body, just go to our website, healthymindfitbody.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great week. Take care.